Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast, and the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. For those that enjoyed the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the Lawnmower 4.0. The leader in male grooming is taking it to the next level. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. Go to Manscaped.com, use the promo code STATE OF SAINTS, and you will save 20% off on the Lawnmower 4.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's Manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, T.J. Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas and him landing on the injury report. We're also going to be talking about the Saints practicing in the Dome uh, for their game on this Friday against the Los Angeles Chargers. But thank you all so much, those that are filing in. Come one, come all, come on in the room. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, go ahead, hit that like button. Uh, if you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast, if you enjoy the content, go ahead and, and put that thumbs up. And also, make sure you subscribe, okay? If you're new to the channel, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, we're trying to grow the show. We're on the road to 10,000 subscribers. And honestly, we're almost there, man. We're we're very, very close. Okay, so hit that subscribe button. Let everybody know you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. But let's go ahead and talk about Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas uh, did not practice in a dome uh, in front of the New Orleans Saints fans that were in attendance. Uh, the New Orleans Saints fans, they were excited to see their team, the new faces, and uh, also the expectations, right? Everybody's trying to see what it's all about. So f fans filed into the Superdome. They thought they were going to see number 13, and they were um, they were disappointed. Uh, 
head coach Dennis Allen said that, you know, Michael Thomas is dealing with a little bit of a hamstring. And, uh, of course, when I seen that, it was time for me to uh, exit stage left uh, <laughs> off of social media because, my goodness, man, um, some of these Saints fans, Lord, 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 Lord. I mean, I just – I don't know about some of y'all, man. I, I really don't. Any little small thing that happens, any situation that happens is bad from – uh, a fumble in practice to an interception, you know, anything, you know, all of a sudden the sky's falling like chicken little. I, I just don't understand it. I, I, the pessimism of uh, some of these Saints fans is just absolutely unbelievable, man. Some of y'all, I, I'm wondering to myself, are y'all really fans? Are y'all just re- really fans or y'all just been riding a wave or something? Maybe because the Saints have been irrelevant for the last 15 to 16 years and now uh, y'all probably used to a Sean Payton, used to a Drew Brees. Now all of a sudden y'all afraid that maybe the Saints are going to go into the land of ineptitude and y'all been talking all that noise for the last 10, 15 years to some of these rival NFC South teams and now all of a sudden you feel like, oh, the Saints, uh, I'm afraid because this and that happening. I don't know if you just got PTSD due to the fact of all the playoff losses. I don't know what it is, man. But I don't know how anybody in their right minds I don't know how anybody can take anyone seriously talking about this team as if this team is not going to be good. People talk about Michael Thomas not being there. I get it. I completely understand. 100%. Michael Thomas, one of the most incredible wide receivers in all of football. Michael Thomas, 149 catches, NFL record. Offensive player of the year. First time that was done before Cooper Cup did it last year. Before any wide receiver did it was Jerry Rice in the 90s. This man was breaking all type of records. More catches than anybody in the what first four or five seasons of his career. And all of a sudden, he goes down. And I get it. When It was during a time when, you know, it was just him and him alone. And they had maybe like 61 uh, receptions that separated him from the next guy. And he was the is-all and the be-all of the wide receiver room. I can completely understand how you all feel. But I don't understand how can you look at this wide receiver room and still have that same level of pessimism that you had last season. The Saints had absolutely nothing, okay? I want I want to put this into perspective. The Saints had absolutely nothing out there at the wide receiver position. A bunch of undrafted, unproven wide receivers, and yet the Saints still found themselves 5-2 and two before Jameis Winston went down. Case in point, Jameis Winston was out there making it work with scrubs, and yet... You have a first-round draft pick, uh, pick in Chris Olave, right? He's he's playing as advertised. You got Jarvis freaking Landry, right? A guy that catches everything with the same similar skill set of that of a Michael Thomas. And yet you still have some other guys out here. You know, you got, you got Callaway. You got Hardy. So you still got a bunch of formidable guys, and you still got two guys that are capable of carrying the number one load. And yet some of you still are out here acting as if, once again, you're chicken little and the sky is falling. Once again, I don't understand how some of these Saints fans continuously call themselves Saints fans, but I'm smelling rats for real. I said this a couple of years ago, right? When Drew Brees retired, I said, we're about to find out who the real Saints fans are. Not the bandwagon hoppers, not the ones that's out here buying jerseys and buying jackets and paraphernalia and all that kind of stuff in order for them to feel like they own. 
I'm talking about real Saints fans, the ones that love this team good, bad, or indifferent. Now, I get it, right? Everybody wants the Saints to live up to expectations. I do, too. I do this show. I enjoy doing it. I'm a Saints fan. I'm born and raised in the city. I love this team. But every little situation is not a death sentence. We look at these shows that these people don't know what the heck they're talking about, and we get all nervous, and y'all up in the chat, TJ, what you think about what they said about this? I don't know, man. I don't know. How are you going to allow these people just to mess with your psyche? How? You're watching this team. Now, I understand you got to play the games, but this is a formidable team. And if you look at the landscape of the NFC, there's nobody out there that I'm quivering in my boots that the Saints have to play in the NFC. That includes the Bucks, the Packers, the Cowboys, or anybody else that won their respective divisions. I do not care. This team can beat up on any one of those teams. And three of the teams that I just mentioned, and you know what I'm saying? Three of the teams that I mentioned, well, two of the teams that I mentioned, the Saints slapped around. And those two teams right there were the teams that everybody was talking about coming out the NFC. How much more do you people need to see? Why is every situation got to be so freaking negative? Now, I get it. Somebody made an interesting point. They said maybe it's because I follow New Orleans Saints fans and that's all I see. You know what? Maybe you're right. But I just believe that you should believe in what the Saints are trying to build. We were whining and complaining and boo-hooing every time Sean Payton came up in here with an unproven guy that he is trying to make relevant. And yet the Saints just completely flipped the script and gave you noticeable names and guys with pedigree and guys with resume. And yet y'all still out here complaining. So... When they were out here bringing in the likes of Kevin White and Cam Meredith, all of a sudden, oh, man, they ain't good enough, man. What about Odell Beckham? What about Jarvis Landry? What about this person, that person? Now, all of a sudden, they they go out here, they get Chris Olave, one of the best wide receivers in Big Ten history. They come in, they bring you LSU players, which y'all been crying about for I don't know how long. Man, why they don't bring no LSU players in? Why they don't bring him in? Why they don't, man, they don't like LSU. Sean Payne don't like LSU. But two of the most well-known, popular LSU players that ever played are put on a Tiger uniform, and yet y'all still crying. You damn if you do, and you damn if you don't. I get it. I completely get it. But some of y'all, I'm telling you, you're exposing yourselves. You're exposing yourself and the world can see it. And all that negativity. Some people say, man, it's, 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 for, good, it's, for, it's for good TV. It's for good podcasting. So I supposed to sit up here and Michael Thomas goes down and I need to get on a podcast and be like, oh, God, oh, no, oh, no, oh, God, no, oh, God, no. This is going to be the worst thing ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to be losing <laughs> That's what I'm supposed to do in order to entertain people, right? That is what I'm supposed to do, right? I don't supposed to sit up here with this, with some type of uh, confidence in this football team. This team was in a top five in defense, and you bring in arguably one of the best safeties in the game, and Tyron Matthew. You bring in Marcus May, a guy who's been flying under the radar to replace Marcus Williams because he went to get that money. Then on top of that, you bring in 
Landry, you bring in Olave. I mean, what more do you people want? Stop crying. The games ain't even been played yet. Some of y'all tripping about preseason and guys that's going to be delivering mail in two weeks. Man, you see that? Man, I don't know, bro. I don't know. What you don't know about what? What you don't know about? What, what do you don't know about? You up here watching Ian Book throw. This man most likely ain't even going to be on the team. And I'm going to be honest with you. He shouldn't be on the team. Some people are talking about him being a third string. No. I have watched guys, second and third string quarterbacks in other games, perform better than Ian Book. Ian Book don't need to be nowhere near on his roster. You can find yourself another third string quarterback that's, that's credible. I watched Davis Webb go out there, go 24 for 27 uh, with the New York Giants. All right? I mean, I'm, I'm just being serious, man. It's, it's, y'all, y'all up here tripping about watching Ian Book play, and y'all just adding that stuff. We ain't seen Cam. We ain't seen DeMario. We ain't seen none of these cats play, and yet y'all still sit up here tripping. Y'all talking about Michael Thomas with a hamstring injury, and it was a light and hamstring injury. Wasn't even a grade two. Grade two. Grade two is, is when you're going to be out long about three weeks. Man ain't playing anyway. So... And, and then you still got some guys that can back it up. So it's not like last year. And calm y'all behind down. Can we wait for some games to be played? Can we wait for, for the, the, the product to actually hit the field before we start tripping? But I'm calling some of y'all out. I'm serious, man. This is the year. This is the year. This is the year right here. I'm calling some of y'all out. Because some of y'all are a bunch of Fairweather fans. Y'all been rolling with this team probably for a minute. Y'all been seeing them winning. Some of y'all probably was casual Saints fans, probably just kind of watched the Saints. Then when they start winning, then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, it was almost like Homer Simpson when he he, uh, emerges from the trees, right? Y'all just start coming out. And all of a sudden, y'all want to be big ballers and shot callers talking about what this team needs. Ain't follow the team. Y'all want to follow the team outside. Now all of a sudden, y'all won't follow the team everywhere, and now we got a bunch of prognosticators and, and couch GMs and couch head coaches trying to tell us what the Saints need when the only reason why y'all come out is to be pessimistic. Stay where y'all at, all right? Stay where y'all at. This, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing, man, that we up here talking about something like this right now. Like, like we got one more preseason game. And then we play the Falcons. And we ain't seen this dude play. Y'all saying? And they've been taking it light. So most likely he's going to play week one, but y'all still tripping about that. That ain't happened. But thank God that we have Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry. So we got credible guys. Once again, Jameis Winston was out there throwing to guys that were undrafted and unproven. And guys that couldn't even get off the line of scrimmage when it would come to man-to-man coverage. And he was out there throwing 60-yard bombs to, to, uh, to Hardy and throwing 40-yard bombs to Callaway. So you're telling me he can't hit a guy with some really good hands and really good route running ability like a Chris Olave? You're telling me that he can't hit a guy on a quick slant like Jarvis Landry who catches everything, has a really good catch radius, and y'all up here tripping? I'm not. I, I'm not. You, you can make an argument that Jarvis Landry has been just as good as Michael Thomas. You know, only difference is he wasn't really getting that much attention because the Dolphins didn't really have a quarterback. And, you know, Baker Mayfield was just trying to find it out when he was with the Cleveland Browns. 
I, I just don't understand it. But I'm about to go ahead and read some of your comments. 150 people in here right now. I ask that you hit that like button. And if you have not subscribed and you're a part of that 150, go ahead and uh, hit that subscription button. But let's go ahead and read some of your comments, man. I'm fired up, man, because this is ridiculous. This is absolutely freaking ridiculous that people crying and boohooing and, and, and I, I don't understand it. And and if anybody is out here trying to jump out the window for for follows and likes on their podcast, like you whack. I'm serious. Like if, if that's how you you genuinely feel, cool. But faking a funk in order for you to try to gain some type of popularity and notoriety, that's corny, man. If you ain't being yourself on these podcasts, if you ain't being yourself on social media and you're just trying to do this in order for people to gravitate to you, you whack. And if you definitely one of those people that's uh, walking around being human kerosene, putting that, you know, what I'm saying putting kerosene on there and light things on fire just to be a fire starter, you whack, too. You, you got to put this thing into perspective, man. I ain't trying to hear none of that until the season starts, until I actually see if this team is incapable of doing something, then maybe we can talk about it. But I ain't about to be tripping about no end book. I ain't about to be tripping about nothing that's going on in preseason right now when a regular season game have not, has not been played. I'm not going to lie. I get like that when we draft uh, scat bags. I want a battering ram, a Jerome Bettis type. Look, we can want all we want to, okay? There ain't nothing wrong with that. I get it, right? You want a guy that's going to be able to get those extra yards. And, there, and there, there's a certain running back that everybody likes. Nelson, that's yours. Now, what do I think that the Saints uh, can benefit from a guy like that? Absolutely. How much does uh, Mark Ingram have in the tank? Once again, I am waiting for the season to start. We just automatically assume, okay, man, he's 32 years old. All of a sudden, yo, I mean, he one of the oldest running backs in the league. Oh, he ain't got it no more. Because we're psychologically programmed uh, to believe that. And it's not like Mark Ingram is about to go out there, carry the ball 24, 25 times. He's going to be splitting reps with Alvin Kamara. So he's going to be a change of pace back. So we know that Alvin Kamara is capable of running in between the tackles breaking tackles, fighting for extra yards, and catching the ball out of the backfield. That's our starting running back. He's not going to be suspended this year. It's pretty obvious. Ain't nobody saying anything. And the only thing they're going to do when this case comes to court uh, in a couple months, they're going to push it back again. And by that time, the season is going to be over. So uh, he's going to play an entire season. So you already know who your number one running back going to be. Mark Mark Ingram being that change of pace back, do I feel like Mark Ingram still is capable of fighting for extra yards? Absolutely. Getting the first down or two, you know what I'm saying, getting down the field? Yes, absolutely. So until, like, we're faced with an issue like that, I think we fine. I mean, the biggest issue was we were looking at these running backs was because we didn't know what Alvin Kamara's uh, status was going to be when the season started. But now we know. Imagine someone catching TJ crying out of context. <laughs> yeah, that probably would be hilarious if somebody just tuned in and just like, man, what are you crying for? TJ going in on these fakers and perpetrators. Man, look, it's about that time, Derek. It's about that time that these, these fools get called out. I, I just don't get it. I have no respect for individuals that roll like that. Seriously. Like, don't don't get in the chat. Don't. Get on social media. I will not respond to you. Period. I, I will not. Like you up here tripping about something that's happening during preseason. 
training camp that that will have absolutely no no merit at all towards the season. Now, you know what I'm saying? And even if it did, like seriously, even if it did, I'm still not that concerned. Do I still like I want I want y'all to understand how confident I am in this offense. If Michael Thomas didn't start week one, I'm still confident that the Saints can put up 30 plus points against the Falcons. Not that, you know, I understand that teams get better every single year, and I understand that. But I'm saying, based on what they have on this team as of today, minus Michael Thomas, I still feel like they can still put up 30-some points. And I still feel that a guy like Alave and Landry can go over 100 yards receiving in a game. And that's without Michael Thomas. See, some of us are still thinking, and I get it. I get it. Is Michael Thomas, he... He making all that money. He caught all them passes. And we are ha- we have been programmed for the last three to four years to believe he is the is-all and the be-all of the offense because, to be quite honest, he was. But you bring guys in, so he won't be. And you bring guys in just in case this type of situation happens again. We are still thinking like Michael Thomas is the only game in town. And he's not. And both of these guys, Alave and Landry, are capable of going over 100 yards. Both of these guys are capable of being among some of the best wide receivers in football right now. So I don't think about the Saints wide receiver room like I used to. Like if Michael Thomas ain't there, man, it's a huge drop off. I don't feel that way right now. I feel like you can do be you can be just as productive with Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave and Callaway and Hardy as you was Michael Thomas was there. Still can put up thirty points. And I wanna I wanna see somebody that just honestly believes that without Michael Thomas, seriously, without Michael Thomas, the Saints still can't put up uh, thirty points. I wanna I wanna hear from the person that feels that the Saints. Cannot have a 100-yard receiver because Michael Thomas ain't there. Based on the talent that you see in front of you right now when it comes to the Saints roster. Come on. I want to see it. Because I I don't feel like I did last year, a year before last. They got talent on this team. They got guys that are capable of taking over a game that's not named Michael Thomas. And the Saints, once again, purposely did this. Because just in case something was to happen to Michael Thomas, you have somebody that can go out there and be productive. Mike T will be ready. These are the same people crying when Mike T didn't participate in OTAs and minicamp. Then when we put him on a pup list, they losing their minds. I know they're not true Saints fans. I don't I look, some of them probably are true Saints fans. You got some Saints fans out here that are dealing with the days of yesteryear, a couple years back, all these disappointing playoff exits. I get it, right? That stuff is in your mind, but it's over. Like, you can't bring that back. You can't make Marcus Williams make the tackle. Uh, you can't make uh, Drew Brees play a little bit better in that game versus Minnesota. I mean, you can't make the referee make the throw the flag. You know, that you can't. The only thing that you can do is just focus on the now. What I see is this team trying to get better. What I see is them adding pieces to this team to make themselves better. 
That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at 2022. People are like, man, what happened last year? It what happened last year is irrelevant. You can like it's not like you can go back in time and and win one of those games to be in the playoffs. Focus on it now. Now this team is like really really good. But you have people out here jumping out of the window every little small situation, every little uh, story that comes out of Saints camp. Oh no. Oh my God! We man, shut up. Seriously, be quiet. Now, <laughs> ain't a game been played yet. Just, just relax. Mike T uh, likely tweaked his hamstring, and all the post uh, Breeze Fairweather fans go nuts. Uh, T.J. Winston being the Saints quarterback is more racially motivated than his skill. I'm going to say this, and I say this all the time, uh, Alpha Sports. There are people out there that will never accept or embrace Jameis Winston as a quarterback, and I don't care if he becomes successful or not. And it has a lot to do with the way that he looks, that he's black, you know. But you have other people out here also. There's, there's, there's a mix. They got people out here that, that look at this dude's color. Then you got other people that, that can't allow 2019 to come to escape their minds. And then you have people out here that just feel like they're just traditionalists, right? Anybody that's not Drew Brees, don't look like Drew Brees, not the height of Drew Brees, they're, they're not good enough, right? So there, there's three different categories, and you probably can add a few more. Uh, yes, you know what I'm saying? Like for a long time and still – some people today feel African-American quarterbacks aren't incapable of being leaders and following directions and understanding playbooks and tendencies. And it definitely doesn't help the cause when you got people like, uh, you know, uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals organization uh, <laughs> putting in clauses like you got to read so much of the playbook and study so many hours a week. Like that, that really don't help. But look, Jameis Winston is a really good quarterback. He's real. He's a really good quarterback. And 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 I always ask people this when they're trying to clown Jameis Winston or talking about how doomed we are as a as a as a organization, a staff organization, and mother loving crew. I always just wonder, like, wh- what do you benefit? What 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 do you benefit? Let's just say, for example, if you're right, right? Let's just say if he doesn't pan out, what do you gain? Right? Can you say I beat on your test, man? I told you so. Well, you telling us so isn't going isn't generating wins, right? It's not helping the cause. This guy is the starting quarterback, and if you are a true Saints fan, you want this guy to succeed. If you are a true Saints fan, you want him to have a, a season that mirrors that of a Matthew Stafford, right? Go to a new organization and prove people like, okay, man, this organization. Just did not put the right pieces around him. I go to this organization now. Look at me. That's what you want. But some people out here, man, it's like they want this dude to fail. Like, why? How you? How can you possibly support a squad if you're if you're hoping that somebody fails? Like, why? Why would you do that? Like, you cannot call yourself a real fan if you if you banking on somebody to fail. Like, come on, man, you want this dude to succeed, rather you. Whether you're a fan of him or not, 
you should still want him to succeed because he represents your favorite team. Roderick, thank you very much for the $20. Says, what's up, TJ? I was waiting on you to come on the podcast and say something. Yeah, some of these fans made me angry, and the comments I seen about him made me furious. And again, we got a whole army of receivers. Exactly. People still, like I said, people are prisoner of moment. People are, uh, people do not adjust. You got a lot of people out here that's not adjusting. They they still are looking at the New Orleans Saints wide receiver room as if Michael Thomas was the is all and a be all. And I get it, Michael Thomas is extremely talented. But if you're going to go out there and put up some points with the scrubs we seen last season on the field, like it was a point of time. I'm just wondering, like, what you know what I'm saying? Most of these guys supposed to be NFL wide receivers. Like the way that they played at times. Now, they're they're good, but in comparison to some of these other teams, what their second and third string receivers were doing, I mean, one thing was not like the other. It was one game and I, I hate the Dallas Cowboys, but I got to get the devil his due. It's the game versus the Cowboys. Man, you had Michael Gallup making plays out there, pillowette catches. C.D. Lamb making pillowette catches. You had you had uh, Mari Cooper out there catching passes. I mean, these guys were making contested catches. But here we are wondering if these dudes can catch the ball with both hands on it. Right? I mean, it's just, it, it was like night and day. And Jameis Winston went out here and performed with those dudes. So imagine what he can do with a guy with a skill set like Alave, who is going to get open because of his quick feet and his and his route running ability. And Jarvis Landry the same way. And when Michael Thomas plays the same way. So if this dude was out here doing it with that, why can't he do it with guys way more talented than the one, twos, and threes we had last year? B-Mac, you will be found when you uh, can't guard uh, Mike week one. We actually have three wide receivers uh, who can stretch the field, Hardy, Alave, and even Callaway. Plus, Landry can do uh, some of the things Mike T can do. Exactly. So, we're still looking at these these guys like it was a couple of years ago. Tyrone, thank you very much for the $5. Said TJ, I just heard Tom Brady hasn't been showing up. Is this mean that he's about to quit? Oh, I thought he did show up. I thought he did show up to practice today. I thought he did roll up. I've seen a video. I mean, I don't know. Did he show up? Somebody let me know, man. I I haven't really been looking at the news uh, this morning uh, that much. So did he show up? I thought he showed up to practice. TJ, before preseason started, I told the nation, remember it's preseason, so don't get uh, too high and don't get too low. Basically, man, it's preseason. Like these guys out here, man, you got guys out here trying to make the team, the guys that are going to be helping this team win games for the most part weren't even out there. Like you didn't see any of like the major guys. You only seen like a bunch of guys that are just trying to put some stuff on tape and possibly make the team. Jameis Winston is a great leader and a very good person. Yeah. I just think that people don't understand that. I, who? Maybe I'm tripping, but I never seen a quarterback or a player rather that still get scrutiny from what they did even back in college. Like, people still be talking about how what this dude did in college. This dude, like, going into, like, his eighth season. Like, okay, the whole crab leg situation. Like, why are we still talking about this? Are we still talking about how Baker Mayfield ran from the police? Are we talking about that? 
You know what I'm saying? Are, are, we, are we still talking about, you know, Cam Newton and what he did, you know what I'm saying, taking taking computers? Now, I'm not trying to bring up these guys' transgressions, you know what I'm saying, a nitpick, but I'm just saying. Like, they, they constantly scrutinize this dude, like, for stuff that happened years ago. And they just put it together and make this whole collage. And they say all because of these things. But this man is 28 years old. 28. When he did these things, he was 19, 20 years old. Now, let's just be serious about this, who that nation. Let's be serious about this, sports fans. If you just so happen to be stopping by and you're not a Saint fan, still, hear me out. How many of us are in our 30s? I'm 36. How many of us are in our 30s right now can look back 19, 20, 21 years old and think about something ridiculous and crazy that we done and we probably would be suffering the same level of scrutiny that Jameis Winston would have been through if we were high profile like he was. Seriously. How many times, I'm just going to be real, how many times that, you know what I'm saying, I I do things, you know what I'm saying, that <laughs> I could have gotten some real big trouble, right? I mean, it, it was, it's been times where I did foolish things when I was in school, seriously, and probably would have gotten in trouble for it. So it's a lot of th- things that we look back on. I mean, look back on, it's like, you know, why, you know what I'm saying, why am I tripping? I'm 30-something years old now. You know what I'm saying? Once again, I got a family. I got a wife. I got a son. Would I do those things? No. Because I've grown. I've developed into what I am today. But it took those mistakes in order for me to learn from them to be who I am today. What bothers me about people is they feel like a person cannot change because they made a few mistakes in their life. I, I don't understand this society, man. I don't. I do not understand. It, it's like you are who you are and you will never be anything but that. Yeah, you can get a haircut. You can wear nicer clothes. You can even get married, have kids. But you're still the same person you were 10 years ago. When you tweeted this, when you said this, when you made a video about this, people change. People change, man. And this man has two sons, has a wife, has responsibilities. So why can't this person change? And why are we still talking about when this dude walking around, not married, no kids, in school, just trying to be popular, just trying to, to get on, just trying to make your friends laugh? Why are we still tripping about stuff like that? And why are we still bringing that up to discredit this dude as a quarterback? What I care about is can Jameis Winston get this ball to the receiver? Can he make the plays? Can he make the throw to win the game when it's on the line? This dude checks all of the boxes. And if you're still talking about turnovers, then he even killed that myth when he went 14 touchdowns and three interceptions. But nobody's talking about that. We still talking about this dude turnover machine. We still talking about how this dude, you know what I'm saying, can't make no plays and the Saints are hopeless and the Saints are doomed. What are we doing this for? Like, are we doing this because, you know, it's just lazy commentary? 
Are we doing this because we want to make a great comeback story? We want to make a rags to riches story about Jameis Winston? Like, what are we doing? I'm just sick and tired of people bringing up old stuff from the past to try to validate a person's personality today. It, it just doesn't make sense. There are some ways you, you can do that, right? You know, there are some ways, you know what I'm saying, you can look at a person's paper trail and track record and you can come to that conclusion. But there are times where people's personalities change. I say this all the time. Like, I'm glad I met my wife during the time I did. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to accept the love. I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been mature enough to do so. It happens, folks. But bringing up all this nonsense and all this old stuff to try to discredit the dude, it, enough is enough. If somebody's if if somebody talking to me about Jameis Winston, I don't care if you're a Saint fan, I don't care what fan you're. If you start bringing up 2019, I'm gonna stop talking to you because it's over with. That was what three years ago, right? This man hasn't played in Tampa in three years, so why are we still talking about this? I, I'm not. If somebody start, man, man, who y'all quarterback is? Man, he threw. Uh, get out of my face. I know it may be off topic, TJ, but I don't understand how Trayvon uh, Diggs is ranked way above Marshawn and Tyron, et cetera. Number one, uh, he had 11 interceptions. Number two, he played for the Dallas Cowboys. Why are we acting like we surprised here big time? Why are we acting like we surprised? This isn't about who's the best. It's about who they feel is relevant, right? It's so Skip Bayless and, and, and Stephen A. Smith can get on some of these major networks and, 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 and talk about it, right? I'm pretty sure... They probably led off those shows talking about the Cowboys in these rankings. Oh, Dak, I didn't see him on the list. Why wasn't he on the list? Will he ever be on the list? Man, all this stuff is just good talking points. It's a popularity contest, right? Like Trayvon Diggs is a wide receiver masquerading as a uh, as a cornerback. He has wide receiver hands and he playing cornerback. So he basically catches everything in his vicinity. Dude is not a, a man-to-man corner. I don't know how many times like he gets beat in coverage. You know, he he's not he, I don't want to say he's not good cuz he is, but he's a better he's a better uh wide receiver in my opinion than he is a cornerback. Like he ain't about to lock down the field or nothing like that. Like he'll probably catch the ball like if it's in the area cuz he turns into a wide receiver. But as far as his skill set as a cornerback? No. Absolutely not. Now this dude is not better than Lattimore. This guy isn't better than the guy isn't better than Jair Alexander. He ain't better than none of those guys. Seriously. He's just a guy that catches a lot of interceptions. Okay? I mean, you know, want to know another guy that caught a lot of interceptions? Ended up being a bust? <laughs> Jarius Bird. Jarius Bird caught nine interceptions for the Buffalo Bills. That's the reason why we gave him that six-year deal that we gave him. And what did he do besides take up space and time? Trayvon Diggs, I mean, does he belong on the list? Absolutely. I mean, you had an incredible season. Did something no cornerback really did in the modern era. But to be better? Absolutely not. All that is because he played for the Cowboys. If this was, like, if if Trayvon Diggs played for the Saints, and let's just say Lattimore played for the Cowboys, Lattimore would be 23 and Diggs would be 89. Or uh, 88, whatever uh, Lattimore was. That's just that's just what it is. 
This, this is all tag team type stuff, right? You know what I'm saying? This is this is point guard, point guard, power forward, or shooting guard, right? I'm living this thing up, you know what I'm saying? So LeBron can dunk that thing in the rim. So I'm living up Trayvon Diggs. So first take and, and and undisputed can dunk it back in. So we can have some talking points. That's all it is, man. No, there's no way in the world. There's no way in the world anybody believes that. If you, I, look, they say that this this uh this stuff is voted on by the players. I don't believe that. If you know football, if you know defense, there's no way in the world you're gonna put this dude ahead of some of the best cornerbacks in the league. Cause to me, he he's above average. He's not good. He's not great. He's above average. I've watched him play. He catches a lot of interceptions. Like I said, he has wide receiver hands, right? And he probably will go on in history to be like one of those guys, like a Darren Sharp, but like a Ed Reed who catches a lot of interceptions in opportune times and, and might create a, a little legacy out of it. But as far as his technique and skills, no. You know who he reminds me of? And this guy used to play for the Saints, Pierre Warren. Some of y'all probably know the free safe to do basically catch everything, right? Couldn't cover with a bed sheet, though. But catch it, but caught everything. That's who he reminds me of. What up, TJ? I hope you're having a good day. Who that? Pelicans, I'm having a great day, man. Uh, it's a little dreary outside, but nevertheless, man, it's still a beautiful day. I had a great weekend. Spent a little time with the family, man. Went shopping. Did some fall shopping uh, for for my son. Uh, you know, and was able to spend time with my wife. We went out to a little restaurant and stuff like that. That was fun, man. You know, you know, you stay busy uh, doing these podcasts, working at the radio station, and sometimes, you know, m- my wife and I kind of can become strangers in the night almost, you know, kind of crossing paths because uh, she works a lot. You know, I-, I-, I do a lot of things, working a lot as well. So it's always good to spend a little time with the family, man. It's always, always important. Never forget that, folks. Never forget what's important. Unfortunately, some people don't change and haters don't ever seem to change. Yeah, some people don't change. That's true. Some people don't change. Um, but there there are a lot of people that do. There are a lot of people that do. And that is why it is important for us to give people opportunities. I know this world today, we ain't giving nobody opportunities. And the thing about it is, in my humble opinion, it's not even about the fact that you don't want to give them opportunities. It's just the fact that you want to be known for something. You got a lot of people out here that are miserable, right? That's what it is, man. They are miserable. They ain't got nothing but time on their hands to try to make other people feel as miserable as them. So they on here on social media trying to find what you did back in 1820 in order for them to feel, you know, obligated, right? Obligated to let everybody know who you were versus who you are now. I embrace who I was. Seriously. All of it. Because that made me who I am today. But I don't want nobody to hold that against me for the rest of my life. But a lot of these people want to hold this stuff in order for them to elevate and validate themselves. And by validating themselves, oh, they so woke. Oh, they so they so bright. They they so quick with it, man. I like them. They calling them out, but it's all for the wrong reasons. It's all for personal gain. It's not for equality. 
It's not for, you know, addressing the prejudices of society. It's not to shed light on anything. It's just to big up yourself. I have no respect for that, period. Facts, TJ. They just moved the goalposts as usual. They can't really attack the 30 for 30, like talking about it. So now they're using anything to prove a point, which is sad. This is a man with integrity. They're going to continue to move the goalposts, but let them. But let them. Let them move the goalposts. There's nothing wrong with that. Move away. Because when the Saints become more than what they say they are, they ain't going to have no choice but to give these guys big ups. And if Jameis Winston goes out there and perform the way that we believe he's going to perform, then there's nothing that they're going to be able to say. Period. Let them talk. Let them talk. Let them continue to talk. Let, let the Saints continue to fly under the radar, right? But that won't happen because I must admit, these are some shrewd operators that we watch. They're very good. And they're very, very good at manipulating the situation. You know, they're, they're, if you notice, like a lot of their arguments, they'll leave a little wiggle room where they can come back in and try to, you know, recover. It's, I mean, it's very clever, man. It's very clever. But let them talk. More news on TB12. The Suckaneers are live from training camp on NFL Network. Of course they are. Well, look, Tom Brady is high profile. We're just going to have to concede to that. He's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. And they're going to put attention on him. But I, I did notice that there was a lack of attention when the greatest quarterback of all time was nowhere to be found for a couple weeks, nobody said anything. Can you imagine if Josh Allen had a personal reason and left Patrick Mahomes, maybe Russell Wilson, but nobody was saying anything about Tom Brady. Nobody said anything about him. Nobody even even said it, addressed it, or nothing. It just as if it never happened. And then he shows back up, and everybody ramping back up. Brady's back. Brady's back. But nobody did any type of Digging into why he was going. I mean, I know why. I I have a feeling I knew why he was going. I've said this before, but it's just funny to me how the the national media can go to sleep when they want to. And, uh, you know, but what do I know? I cannot wait for the Saints to show the national media what's up. They have uh, to scramble to find excuses for the Saints' success this season. Scramble on. Scramble on. I just say you got to stack them wins. Let them respect that win. Let them respect that win. Who that, TJ? Uh, no one talking about the Bucks' current situation with Brady being MIA. I just mentioned that. And a quarterback controversy uh, with Sean Payton. Nope. Nobody said anything about that. Diggs literally gave up the most yards per attempt when targeted. Top 100 is a joke, popularity-driven. That's all it is, man. I mean... We got to concede to that. Brady, Brian, and them boys every day on TV. Uh, I I mean, back back to what you said. I mean, it's pretty obvious, man. But I I don't know, man. It's it's successful. They're going into their sixth year, you know, mostly talking about those individuals. Uh, Yo, I'm with you, uh, my dog. Mike T going to be fine. We sure don't need Mike T for the Falcons. (laughs) Uh, look, I don't know, man. Teams get better every year. 
And that's and that's a division game. So if Brady was on the Jets, his team would be on TV. They would. It's funny how people bring up Jameis 2019 like it was last week. Then they bring up Mike T like his 2019 was a hundred years ago. Yep. They're, they 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 find ways to fix the narrative to work in their favor. I mean, you gotta be. I mean, you gotta be careful, man. Gotta be careful. Facts. It shouldn't uh, surprise you, Kyle. Facts, because how is Lattimore ranked second behind Ramsey, but number 89? There's no way in the world if you did a power ranking. Now, you're not about to tell me that these players are voting on this list and they and they not putting Lattimore as one of the top corners in the league. No, there's no way. There, like, maybe a few players, but I don't think every, I don't think every player – is it, it, like voted on by who? Like how many players? Like are they having a checklist? A before you leave today, make sure that you fill out for the NFL top one hundred. Man, I, I refuse to believe that. If that's the case, then these players don't know. They don't know football. Seriously, and I, I don't want to believe that. I'm. I, they may may have like a few players combined with the NFL network, combined with media people, but. These players ain't voting on that list like that. Facts, because how is that already read that? Jerry's bird, trash. Exactly. Me, the TJ. I don't believe it either, TJ. Uh, controversy with Sean Payton and Tom Brady can uh, conspire to link up to play uh, for the Dolphins. Speaking of uh, speaking of Sean Payton, uh, what do y'all think about uh, his debut on Fox last night? If you're watching this on a Monday, uh, Sean Payton uh, appeared on Fox last night for the Baltimore Ravens and the Arizona Cardinals game. I think he did okay. You know, I, I, he did better than I thought he would the first time out. The only thing about Sean Payton uh, debut, in my opinion, um, was he talked a little bit too long. Like, it was, he, he, if somebody asked, you got to get in, you got to get out. It, it's like he was trying to explain too long about certain situations. Now, at the halftime report, he kind of changed it up a little bit. And and also, man, he was kind of, you know, he was more honest than I thought he would. You know, he, he's not being as politically correct as I thought he would be. So that's interesting. But I, I think that he needs to, I think he needs to shorten up his dialogue just a little bit when, you know, when um, Kurt Menefee went to him, you know, he was talking a little bit too long. Jay Glazer. This, da, 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 this, I, I want to see this in the second quarter. You know, Kirk Menefee, what do you think about this right here? You know, Sean, in his own little press conference way, he got to get rid of that, that press conference cadence that he developed over 16 years. But, I mean, I've seen worse. I still don't feel like he is that good. I, 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 when I see him, I see Drew Brees. They got, the, they got, like, the same cadence. They got, like, the same type of delivery. It wasn't it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I think he can get better. With all Bucks injuries to their old line, our defense must be licking their chops to destroy the Bucks at the line and stack those sacks of Tom Brady. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you, Mike. I don't buy that at all. I'll tell you a game that always comes up every time. Somebody says anything about this, I always mention this. I remember when the Saints played the Raiders on Monday night, 
and they were talking about how bad the offensive line was for the Raiders and how they was put together with with glue and tape and and all of a sudden like people was like man what they gonna do with the offensive line what they gonna do with the offensive line and the Saints couldn't touch Derek Carr Darren Waller ate them boys up so I am not one of those people that buy offensive line issues and all that kind of stuff the Minnesota Vikings was the same way Saints couldn't do nothing it was one of those games where the offensive line was just horrid right but the, they still couldn't get to uh Kirk Cousins so I need to see it I need to see it okay if, if they can't hold up you know I, I want to see you know I, I'm not, I, I don't I gotta see it I gotta see it now theoretically you know what I'm saying based based on like you know what history has taught us when it comes to the Saints playing the Bucks yes they they can't get home they they get a lot of pressure on them. but um I need to see it because I, I just need to see it I think we the most complete team in football and being an NFC is beneficial yeah because you don't really have too many top notch top tier quarterbacks in the NFC it's wide open it's wide open Many quarterbacks have something to prove in the NFC. Media folks uh, really portray Jameis is only as a subpar quarterback, but also as someone incapable of basic thoughts and reasonable processes. Uh, and if he's uh, mentally disabled, <laughs> as if he's mentally disabled, there is a racial component there. Eugene, I look, once again, do I feel like some people's take on Jameis Winston has something to do with his skin color. Absolutely. You have to be naive not to believe that. But I do feel like Jameis Winston's reputation of being a turnover machine combined with the media following him throughout his whole college career is one of the main reasons why this dude can't get over the hump. Seriously, when it, I'm not saying over the hump as far as his performing playing football, but over the hump when it comes to people giving him his respect. I just never seen that, right? I mean, even with Matthew Stafford, like the first couple of years when he was in Detroit, this dude couldn't stay healthy. But nobody really be bringing that stuff up no more. You know what I'm saying? All them losing seasons, nobody really be bringing that stuff up. But when it comes to Jameis, it's like they continuously bring up stuff that happened way back at Florida State. Like... This dude is eight years into his, his NFL career. Like, why are we still talking about that? And, and it, I don't know. Like, I, I just think, and, and i say this. Shouts out to my guy, Jeff Nowak. Because Jeff was on a show, and we, we were, I don't think this was on, we, we didn't film this. We were wrapping it up. And um, we were talking to each other behind the scenes. And he said, that he feels that Jameis's personality, you know, people looking at him as being goofy plays a huge role. Like, you know, people always like bring up and make memes out of his funny faces or something like that. Where his eyes look all big and, you know, or him eating the W's and stuff like that. And they find him awkward. And, you know, it's funny, right? It, it's almost like Abbott and Costello or, you know, three stooges or some, you know, like a person that like trips over banana peel on, on, you know, cartoons or uh, vaudeville shows or something like, it's like they look at him as a joke because of, you know, the workouts he do 
and all these kind of things. And I just think that they combine that because of his personality or what they feel like what a quarterback needs to be, right? He needs to walk in. He needs to be serious. He needs to be dialed in and all these kind of things, right? I just think that they don't want him to make it based on his personality. Some people just feel like his personality isn't good enough to generate wins, and he's easy to talk about, you know, because he marches to the beat of his own drum. And being that way, you can't care about what people think. Like, Jameis's personality, you can't care what anybody thinks about you to be that way, uh, to do some of the things he does. I mean, he, he's a free spirit, you can tell. And he and he do he does things that that feels good to him, and I can respect that. Olave uh, makes the offense way more dangerous. Rookie of the year, uh, EB Productions. Thank you very much for the one ninety nine, and uh, shouts out to Hoodie Jewel with the nine ninety nine. Says who that family and TJ two hundred and twenty y'all watching on one hundred and three likes. Smash the like button for TJ. That's why uh, you really want the facts about your team. Watch the diehards who have a YouTube channel. Yeah. You know, watch those watch those individuals that actually care. And not just worrying about not just worried about how they look or, you know, what they gonna say. You know, like man, talk man, watch the real people. What gets me why did Dennis Allen share uh if uh defensive players at practice when they went to Green Bay that ticked me off? Um you say why did he share? Uh, the defensive plays at practice when they went to Green Bay. I don't know if he shared too much, you know. And if we're talking about if he shared the plays and then he, they used it against the Saints in preseason, who cares? Like, who cares? Like, I don't. I don't do you care? No, I don't. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean I, uh, you're not going to see a lot of exotic blitzes. You're not going to see a lot of stunts. You're not going to see that stuff in preseason. You're going to see some vanilla defense. You're going to see vanilla offense, right, Greg? So who cares? I mean, you're not going to see, like, the real defense, blitzes, stunts, you know, exotic plays. You ain't going to see that stuff until the regular season. That's when you. That's when they're going to really start showing that stuff. So I, I wouldn't be generally concerned about sharing – a vanilla-based defense with the Green Bay Packers. You can't objectively look at the Saints roster and say they aren't a playoff team. But they do. They do it every day. They say they 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 say nine and eight with their whole chest. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. That's interesting to see. We may have uh something there. You know, and you know the crazy thing about all this is uh They'll talk about the Saints and all this turnover and stuff like that and new coach. Then they'll turn around with Tampa and be like, well, Tampa Bay, they, you know, they got Tom Brady. They don't talk about Ty Bowles, unsuccessful head coaching record. They don't talk about, you know, the offensive line. You have two major guys going down. They don't talk about any of those things. It's like, well, we got Brady and that's enough. That's all we need. All we need is Tom Brady. Um, if you say so, okay. I know Tom Brady plays well, and you know he forty some odd years old. He forty five or something like that, and he playing, you know. But still, man, you need somebody that's going to be able to put you in positions to succeed. 
You know, they got to adjust too. But nobody's really saying anything about that. Wait, did you see the woman on first take when asked about Jameis Winston? She referred to him as Ryan Tannehill and tried to play it off. I don't know what we're talking about. I, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> nah, I, I ain't seen it though. TJ, I love how Bart Scott destroyed Stephen A. Smith about Jameis. Stephen A. and Jameis is no Drew Brees. And Bart said it's because of Drew we lost to Tampa in the playoffs and Jameis has the better on. Yeah, because, I mean, Stephen A. does not really know that much about the Saints because they ain't going to really talk about the Saints that much, all right? So they just do cliff notes, right? They just do cliff notes. I mean, he talk about the same people. You know, he talk about the same folk, right? They're all the high-profile people. Look, they say you can't bull issue, bull issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, you can't do that with me, right? I know when somebody phoning it in. I know, I, I, I just know. I know when somebody not, like, being genuine. And I know when somebody faking the funk. If you've been in radio or broadcasting for a long period of time, you can talk nonsense and get away with it, and nobody will know the difference. Like, well, certain people will know the difference, but you might be able to get away with it. And the way that Bart Scott was, like, you know, putting those names out there and he was just coming off the top with it, you can tell, like, he really believes that, and he really, like, did his homework versus, you know, Molly Karam or, and Stephen A., you know what I'm saying, who basically just got the cliff notes. Because that's the same thing she said. Well, Jameis Winston is their quarterback. I mean, but she a Giants fan. I mean, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> but it, it just, you know, it's just the same old song and dance, man. It's, it's lazy commentary. It's lazy commentary. It's, it's commentary to get by. Well, you know what I'm saying? Let's get through this segment so we can talk about the Cowboys so I can put these theatrics in the Cowboy hat and a, and a cigar in my mouth. You know, they 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 what they headed to Big D this week, right? Ain't they headed to Dallas or something like that this week? You know, in order for, you know, Stephen A. Smith to walk through Dallas and troll the fans and, you know, be all entertaining and stuff like that and talking all loud. I mean, that's what it's about. It's entertainment, man. I'm not saying that they're bad at their job. They're not. You know what I'm saying? Stephen A. Smith... Like him or not, he deserves his money. I don't think anybody works as hard as he does. But, I mean, sometimes, you know, you can phone it in, especially when you feel like it's not going to generate the bottom line that you want. So they kind of just come up with vanilla things or uh, a top-heavy type uh, commentary. Uh, To the people we're talking about, Jameis doesn't fit their description. Okay, Tom Brady has no personality, and they praise him. I love Jameis for his personality. Uh, I will say this. Jam- um, Tom Brady does have personality. You just never really seen it because he was in New England. Like, since he's been in Tampa, you know, I mean, you you see his personality shine through. And I can see why people like him. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just being real. I can see why people like him. I mean, I've seen interviews with him. Like, I was watching him on a shop. Uh, I, I see him, like, at practice, you know what I'm saying, playing with his – you know what I'm saying? His teammates and stuff like that joking around. And a lot of people, you know, say that, you know, he's the ultimate teammate. Like, he's not one of those guys that act holier than thou. Like, he'll go up to a, a practice squad guy and, you know what I'm saying, be talking to him and spending time with him and talking to him about his family. You know, I even had a um my cousin, shouts out to my cousin, when he was staying in Massachusetts, he said that he did a commercial, you know, with Tom Brady that was locally. And he was talking about how, 
Tom Brady basically changed the, his feelings about how he thought about him. You know, like how nice he was and how, you know what I'm saying, he was n- interacting and mingling with people after the whole commercial was over. You know, so you can see his personality shining through. You know what I'm saying? But but also at the same time, Tom Brady has won a lot. You know what I'm saying? So even if he didn't have a, a top-notch personality, still, you know, like still, you know, like he, he won a lot. So, of course, people going to want to be around there. That's just how it goes, right? People want to be around winners, right? They want to know about winners. You know, they 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 love greatness, right? So they still going to give him the benefit of the doubt. When it comes to Jameis, I just think that Jameis's issues in college is still playing a role at – and how people perceive him today. And that's not fair. Especially like when you did these things 10, you know what I'm saying? 10 years ago. TJ, your thoughts on Mary getting snaps at a running back. Do you think it's going to help him make the roster? And do you think it's something to keep an eye on? Chosen, I'm going to be honest with you. This is a good thing if you're Kirk Merritt. Uh, it's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? It's a good thing because it's a good thing because the team feels like they can use you in another capacity, right? And, and moving over to that is telling is telling me that they want you to make the team. They want you to be a part of their organization if they're going to try to carve out a, a lane for you. So it's a good thing for him. I don't know if he's going to make the team uh, as a running back. He can possibly make the team, you know, if he clears waivers, he probably can end up on the practice squad and they probably can use him and develop, you know, with Coach Joel Thomas, develop into that running back slash uh, wide receiver kind of Ty Montgomery type role. But, you know, it's a good thing that they want to try him out at a different position. You know, they could have easily just said, okay, man, didn't work out at wide receiver. We may be looking for something else and decided to, like, allow him to test the waters or, or, or cut him. So yeah, it is a good thing. It's a good thing that they're trying to carve out a lane for him. He tweaked his hamstring a little. Nothing major at all. People just blowing it out of proportion. Oh, that's just how people do it, man. That's how how they do it. People ready to jump out of the window. They ready for it. Preseason coaches uh, do not scheme for an opponent. It is all mostly basic install, uh, base defense and offense. Exactly. That's all it is. You know, these guys have an understanding. You know, these these coaches uh, have an understanding. Like, okay, we just going to see some basic stuff. And, you know, it, people see that as disrespectful. Like when you see, you know, coaches blitzing and all that kind of stuff, that's, that's disrespectful, you know. That's how they see it. I mean, can you do it? Technically, yeah, but they, they try not to do that. Coaches tip their hand at joint practices all the time. It's a test their opponent uh, in adverse uh, scenarios and to see how certain players respond. Uh, that's part of what joint practices are for. Yeah, and also – uh, get a little look at somebody other than your 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 teammate, right? So, I mean, it's a good thing in my opinion. To me, I wouldn't mind if they did joint practices instead of these these horrible preseason games, right? Let's just get some joint practices underway, and and, and let's just do that, you know, because this preseason stuff, man. That last Saints game was the worst preseason game I ever seen. I don't know about y'all, but that game was trash straight up 100% grade a trash right there you, like I've seen XFL games more exciting than that I've seen USFL games more exciting than that that was horrible 
Like that was that was pathetic. Some people don't understand that. Some folks don't even think that Taysom is going to be on, in the backfield on those gadget plays this year. He will. He will. Uh, he was in the backfield for one of those plays offensively. I think it was like a screen pass or something like that they threw to him. They put him in uh, today because we had a couple running backs out. Uh, I'm sure he won't get a snap at running back during the season, but the more you do, I'm sure it'll help his chances. B-Mac, uh, nah, they, they, they want him to convert to the running back position. He he was even like, he he's kind of been like switching between running back and wide receiver room, you know, but he's, they want him to be committed to that. And that's, that's probably a good thing. That's probably a good thing. Stephen A. Smith just uh, talking to hear himself talk. Stephen A. Smith, key talking points. KD can pull up from 30. Kyrie Irving got to show up to work. Cowboy fan, just wait. What can go wrong <laughs> will go wrong. <laughs> exactly. Accident waiting to happen. Uh, am I the only one who believes national media and top, and Tampa fans uh, calling Byron Leftwich a below-average OC, but Brady shows up and now he's a top head coach candidate? Please. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to make it work. Any, you know, anywhere you're in the vicinity of Tom Brady, right? You're going to be the great, right? You're going to, you're going to have some goat status going. If Molly is a giant fan, then that's why Jalen left. (laughs) Oh man. Um, who knows? I ain't going to, I ain't going to touch that, man. (laughs) TJ, the Giants just lost their second rookie to an ACL tear, man. Uh, which one are we talking about here? We talking Kayvon Thibodeau. I was about to say, I know he have an MCL issue. I think he's supposed to be out for like three weeks. And we talking about Thibodeau. I don't know about the other. I don't know who the other running. I mean, other draft pick you're talking about. I feel for these guys, man. I'm an objective fan of football before I'm a NOLA fan. I hate to see any of those guys get hurt. Yeah, I hate that too, man. But that's the risk that teams take, you know, when they put their players out there. And that's one of the main issues, right? You know, you got to be careful. I know some people want to see Jameis. They want to see Mike Thomas and all that kind of stuff. Y'all want to see them run some routes just to be out there. But, man, you, you they taking a risk. You know, somebody roll over somebody. some Somebody come down funny on the ankle or something like that in the middle of preseason for a game that don't even count. Like, you got to be careful with that. Um, that that play on Kayvon Thibodeau, that was horrible, though. You know, and, that, and that's one of the main reasons why you know, I think teams like like to sit these starters out because you got a guys out here that are trying to make the team. They desperate, right? They desperate. They they trying to do all these different things. They on suicide missions, and you know, you have players out here that's going to be beneficial to the team's success. I mean, they're in the crosshairs of it. You know, these dudes out here, man, they trying to take people head off. They trying to jump over piles. They you know what I'm saying? They on, they on the top rope coming down like Macho Man in the 80s. You know, man, they, like, it's dangerous football out there. <laughs> reckless, reckless football. You know, and it would be sad to lose a top player to some reckless football. All right, I'm going to take a few more, and then we're going to get up out of here. It says, uh, facts, uh, you danger, you dang if you do, dang if you don't, so don't get them anything. <laughs> uh, Ian Trapper, keep <laughs> Ian Trapper, keep a book. We got to hit one for the day, at least one. At least one. Hell no. 
to the no, 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 hell to the no, no. Matter of fact. Oh, hell no. Sean McBride. Oh, hell no. Bro, that ain't it. Yeah, in book. That's the best thing about preseason. We one week away. Well, we just a few days away from hearing Ian Book has been released by the New Orleans Saints. You know it's coming. You know it's coming, man. So, you know, the words of WWE when they fire uh, guys, good luck in your future endeavors. Because he is definitely like, whoo, boy, that ain't it. I don't care. Third strain, back up, back up because it's on. I don't care what it is. Um, you got you got you got backups out here that are gonna get released by teams that's better than Ian Book. Let me pull up some of these guys, man. Let me let me pull up some folk, okay, that that played, you know, that I I can look at and be like, you know what, man, I wouldn't mind having them on the team. Let let's go and let's take a look at some guys. I remember I was I was watching Davis Webb. I'm like, I'd rather have Davis Webb as my third string quarterback than have Ian Book. Um, definitely would like to have a guy like Hundley, you know what I'm saying, as a quarterback. That dude pretty good, man. Tyler Hundley, that guy pretty good. He can be a starter in the league. Some That, that dude can start somewhere, man. He, he's that good, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. And, and speaking of uh, Baltimore, man, that guy Isaiah Likely, the tight end. My goodness, man. How how did that guy fall to the fourth round? But I, I'd rather have I'd rather have a guy like Davis Webb or shoot, Trace McSorley, somebody like that, man. Somebody you know that can come in and do something. I, that man ain't it. Hey, family. Uh, in my mind, we have a very difficult schedule. Every week, we be dragged out a dogfight. Question, TJ. Did you do a wins versus loss week-by-week week prediction? Nope, that's coming up this week. That's coming up this week. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm prob- my goal is to get it out before the third preseason game. All right, so be on the lookout for that. I didn't find the game as boring as everybody else did. Maybe I missed football, or maybe it was just the tequila. It was the tequila, man. It was, <laughs> it was the tequila, man. Tequila make everything more exciting, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. Look, look, you, you had to be sipping on something in order to find this game exciting. This game was terrible. Seriously, I'm, I'm an objective football fan. You know, I'm, I am. Like, I'm not expecting 30, 40 points a game. Like, I'm not expecting no shootout. You score, I score. You score, I score. Like, no, I just want to see some competitive football. That was trash. Okay, I just want to see some competitive football. But that was trash. That was not it. This That was, baby, Hey, the um that uh movie where Easter's Alba came out in the movie theaters. Let's go to the movies and check this out. That was oh baby, they opened up a new restaurant a couple miles down the road. We need to go see what they're talking about. This was um let's make let's let's pop some popcorn and sit on the couch and, and binge watch you know I don't know shows. You know what I'm saying House of the Dragon or something like that. I think that just came out or whatever. And it came out after the game, but y'all get my point. That was one of those days. Like it, it wasn't even worth watching. If I w- if I didn't say I was gonna do a post game show, I, I I wouldn't even did it. That that game was horrible, man. <laughs> TJ, the kid name is Darian Beavers. Uh, he's a linebacker. Uh, who we talking about here? Well, who who who's that he play for? I have to take a look at him. 
TJ, I'm low-key starting to see why Sean Payton didn't tell the media about injuries. Man, I mentioned that. He knows how uh, people are. Yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't do it either. And y'all, and the crazy thing about it, Chosen, is these people used to get mad, right? That <laughs> Y'all are some nosy people. You know what I'm saying? You can tell. Like, you can tell how some of y'all operate in the neighborhood. Y'all, y'all, y'all be looking out the window. Y'all trying to figure out what's going on. Y'all trying to see what the noise is about. Like people used to get upset. Man, he know he can tell us what's really going on. He know he can tell us what's going on with this player, that player. And then all of a sudden, you see, you see what's going on with Michael Thomas a hamster. Oh no, I see why. I see why he don't say nothing. I ain't wouldn't say nothing either. Man, I wouldn't. I wouldn't let y'all people hold ice water for me. For real, the way that some of y'all overreact about the smallest situations. Yeah, I mean, y'all don't even know the severity of the situation, right? I mean, a hamstring injury can mean anything. This dude could have bumped into like a, you know what I'm saying, a the catch, you know what I'm saying, a catch machine or something like that and bruised his, bruised his thigh or something like that. Or it can be like, man, it's a hamstring, right? It, it can be anything. They ain't say, you know, he, he tore his hamstring. He, they ain't say none of those things. But we just start thinking about the worst. Like injuries can be anything. Like the dude could have, you know, sat in a, you know what I'm saying, in a in an ice tub too long or something like that. I mean, we don't know what's going on, but people like hamstring. Hamstring. <laughs> hamstring. Oh no. <laughs> Hill can't play quarterback in this Saints offense. This is no longer Sean Payton offense. Man, this is Sean Payton offense because Pete Carmichael, the, the play caller. So, guess, I mean, the same plays that he's going to be calling go be Sean Payton plays. You might add a little extra into it, but, you know, Pete Carmichael, I mean, he's been there just as long as Sean was. The Packers' heavy broadcast made me cringe, and the game was not the great uh, other than Olave first uh, touchdown. Who was calling that game? Kevin Harlan? I like Kevin Harlan, if that was if that who that was. But I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I listened to the Saints broadcast. I listened to uh, John Stinchcomb, Velma. You know, I listened to him, man. You know, so I. I mean, I. I guess like the Green Bay Packers game was more like widespread because even like with the um, even like with the uh, the highlights. You know, it was the Green Bay Packers team actually calling it on a national, you know, on a national scale. So I guess that's probably what it was. Skylar Thompson, number three quarterback for the Saints if the Dolphins released him. The NFL drug test, <laughs> Blake Gilligan after he booted 81-yard punt in Green Bay last week. I mean, that ain't normal, so I guess. If that game Saturday night didn't have y'all running uh, to spend more time with your family, nothing will. <laughs> Talk about a random drug test. A key to lead situation is dumb. What is wrong with him? I have absolutely no clue, man. That I just that just was pointless, senseless. I mean, at a pop won a football game, like you gonna shoot somebody, you know? Now they're saying you know his brother got into it with the guy, you know, who was a line judge. Uh, the guy that was the line judge, his son was playing for the team. Just imagine. My goodness, imagine you playing in a pop won a game, and you see your dad shot right in front of you it's terrible man something got to be done something got to be done man the, the ego 
I'm sorry, I might be losing some folk with this. I got to say this. The ego of the black man. My goodness, man. We we need to change, bro. Like, everything ain't worth fighting over. Everything ain't worth World War Three. Ridiculous, nonsensical, back and forth. That makes absolutely no sense. A guy loses his life over, like, just a, a quick, irrational moment. It, it doesn't make any sense, man. Like, why do we care so much? Like, why why we wear our pride on our sleeve the way we do? Why? Why do we do this, man? Like, we in a gym. We playing basketball. People won't fight up in there. Nobody making no no money from this. Ain't nobody. This ain't game seven of the NBA finals. This ain't nothing. This is about cardio, getting a good sweat in, in order for you to look good, take your shirt off for your lady. You know what I'm saying? Who cares about, oh, you bumped into me. Going to the club. Man, you stepped on my shoes, dog. Man, you stepped on my shoes, bruh. Ridiculous, man. Bruh, we got to put our pride to the side sometimes. And just realize, is this worth fighting for? Tell y'all something, man. At the age of 36, I ain't fighting for much. Right? My family? Somebody come into my home? Yeah. But for somebody to be like, man, you whack. Man, you phony. You suck. This, that. Like, why am I fighting for this? You can't tell me that there's something not wrong with your self-esteem Inside of you, if you're allowing little, small elementary school stuff get to you, what can possibly happen at a Pop Warner football game where you're trying to teach young kids how to grow and develop and to work as a team and and to give them some sense of responsibility? What can you possibly be arguing about that will cost a man his life? It's ridiculous, man. We need to take a look in the mirror. Like I said, I may lose some people because I'm talking about this, but we need to take a look in the mirror and really realize what's important to us. And we really need to ask ourselves, why are some of the things that people are saying to us really hurting us? Is it the fact that we believe these things? And if we do, then maybe we just need to do, do some work on ourselves because there's no freaking way that somebody should be dead today over a pop Warner football game. It just don't make no sense. It, it just don't make sense. Rest in peace to that brother. My prayers go up to his family. And I, I found out that not only did he get killed, but his sister ended up getting killed a couple months back too over some violence. I think his sister was a school teacher or something like that, man. It's... <laughs> My goodness, man. Bruh, I get it. I get it. As men, we got pride. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we got pride. I, I get it, right? We don't want people to say things to us. We don't want people to do things to us. But at the same time, you really have to ask yourself, is it worth fighting for? Is it really worth pulling out a gun? Matter of fact, why do you have a gun at a Pop Warner football game? Why do you have a gun at a... Like, Why do you have a gun at a Pop Warner football game? What is going to pop off like that for you to? Mm -mm -mm. Oh, man. Yeah, man, they fighting for somebody stepping on their shoes. 
Uh, that ain't going to uh, wear next month. It, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Man, I, I mean, I see nonsense, man. This is one of the main reasons I'm like, man, we wrapping up. This is one of the main reasons why I don't go to this one gym that I used to go to. Like, they had a basketball court and stuff like that. And um, I'm talking about, man, these dudes out here, this man driving to the lane, he get bumped into. I mean, these dudes just start fist fighting in the gym. Two grown men. Dudes had to be like in their 30s, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, had to be in their th- They up there fighting in the gym. Like, like what? After that, I promise you, I'm like, man, nah, bro. Man, I stopped going to the gym. I'm like, what's the point? Dudes be up in there like they, I don't know, like they John ja Moran or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, why, why are we doing these things? Why are we fighting for, for stuff that don't even matter, man? If you want to fight for something, fight for your family, right? Fight for you, fight for you, you know what I'm saying, to make sure that you're the best dad, the best mom, the best friend, the best brother, the best sister, the best human being you can be if you want to fight for something. Stuff that, that actually matters. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I don't know, man. That kind of stuff just kind of, it, it just, I don't it don't even kind of, it bothers me. It bothers me, man. And I, like I said, I know it's kind of, why don't you feel like it's all subject because it happened at a football game. But still, like, it's just, I don't know, man. We, we ain't got enough, you know what I'm saying? We ain't got enough brothers out here being leaders, doing things in their community like this. And for this guy to be contributing to his community, because I think he played running back in college, and he's contributing to his community by bringing his son out there and being a coach on a team and helping these young men instill a level of confidence in himself only for him to be shot dead. Mm-mm-mm. TJ, do you think having joint practices only could lead to malicious intent? For example, a joint practice with a team who tries to take out your top player so they have a better chance to win. Well, if they're doing that, if they're doing that, then somebody just needs to be kicked out of the league. Look, man, these guys are professionals. Um, I don't think guys go out there trying to intentionally hurt anybody. I, I really don't. You probably got some people out there that – might have some ulterior motives or something like that, but if it happens, it happens. But I, I, I'm more concerned, Keen Arthur, not so much about, not so much about the joint practices, but the guys out there that are desperately trying to make a team and how, de- how desperate people can do desperate things. That's the main thing that concerns me. Like if you're going ones versus ones or something like that, that's like my best versus your best. So if you hurt. One of ours, you know what I'm saying? You risking a chance of hurting one of yours. The bit, My biggest concern about these practices is guys that's not going to be on the team and how they can possibly run into a star player, hurt a star player, and they end up hurt. They, that's, that's my biggest issue. Not so much about the joint practice. I think these guys are professionals, and I think there's going to be talk, there's going to be banter. There might be a, a little bit of fisticuffs every now and then. But I don't think these guys go out here like, you know, man, we're going to take out – 56. We're going to take out 94 today. I, I don't I don't feel that way. Uh, it's okay to have pride, but hyper-masculinity uh, screams insecurity. Yeah, I mean, look, it's good to have pride. You know, but sometimes you got to be able to put that pride to the side and also be able to, de- 
compartmentalize, like, is this worth fighting for? Like, is this worth, like, is it worth me really getting mad? Is this worth me pulling out a gun? Probably not. Nine times out of ten, it's not. Yes, why? I got nothing. We don't have anything else uh, that can be a, a quarterback. If Taysom gets hurt on the field and if Jameis and Dalton get hurt, then who else we got? Nobody. Hill's a lot better than Ian. He is. I, I'm not even, you know, Taysom Hill, I mean, he leaves a lot to be desired, in my opinion, as a quarterback, but he better than Ian Book. Taysom likely going to be the emergency quarterback. Yeah, he is. Exactly, for your family. TJ, it makes no sense. None at all. So I guess we will have two quarterbacks and Hill as emergency. Uh, not good. What do you mean it's not good? <laughs> That's the way it's been for years. The Saints always carry two quarterbacks. It always just seemed like they, it, this always has been the situation. So it is no different than any other year. We the Saints always had two quarterbacks. The only reason why they carried a third, like when they had Trevor Simeon, was because it was a COVID year. So they just paid him to sit at home on his computer just in case you know somebody catches COVID or something. Now I do think that the Saints probably going to carry a third quarterback on the roster. Uh, I just don't think it's Ian Book, right? I, I just think they probably carry a guy, you know, say emergency situation, something like that. You know, if a guy goes down. But um, not during game day or something. I, I don't see it during game day because, I mean, you don't need one. I believe it's due to Deuteronomy 28 to the people of the book. Read about who you are. The global elites know. Man, it makes no sense. People are crazy these days. That's why I stay out the way. Yep, after the shooting in Texas, a guy brought a gun to a kid's basketball game and got in an argument with the parents, and the whole gym cleared out. The guy was arrested. Man, why why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? This is ridiculous. Man, if our quarterbacks get hurt, they better not put book in over here. <laughs> I don't care. That's why I stay prayed up so I don't mess up. TJ asked Albert Haynesworth and Sue, dude's dirty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you might have some chipping that's going on, man. But for the most part, like I said, I don't – maybe I'm naive, but I don't feel like guys are just going out there trying to hurt somebody. Is it worth dying for? Is it worth dying for? We all know. Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. It ain't worth dying over. Nothing. It ain't worth – look, you're going to lose your life two ways. I put it. It ain't worth losing your life. It ain't worth – taking a life and ain't worth losing a life and i say that because if you shoot somebody you take their life and you go to jail for the rest of your life so your life is gone i always say you know if you're in jail like for for life it's almost equivalent to like you not existing if you were born i was born 86 right just imagine this there's somebody that's been in jail since 1986 I, i you will never meet that person they will never meet you and they will be in there for the rest of their lives. It's equivalent to being dead by being alive. So you take a life, you lose your life. It's not even worth it. It's not worth it. ATJ, hey, what do you think about Kirk Merritt at running back? I think that it's a good thing, once again, uh, that he's getting the opportunity to do something different. It just means that the team is committed to trying to keep him around in some capacity. So that's a plus for him. Yo, TJ, how long it took you to grow your dreads and how old were you at the time? 
Um, let me see. I started growing my dreads when I was 23, and I cut them when I was 30. So I had them for seven years, right? And it took me, I don't know, maybe like six, seven months in order for me to like have some that that look like something. Yeah, yeah. But I had them for seven years. I cut them off on August 6th. Um, I want to say about 20, I don't know, 2016, something like that. So, yeah, I remember that because I, I wanted to do it on my birthday, but the barbershop was going to be closed. So, yeah, but I had them for seven years, man. So I was, I was pretty young when I had them, and I had them for quite some time. This is why our kids are, uh, have is bad. Uh, the parents are non-existent. Um, look, you got parents out here going hard for their kids. And I know because I'm one of them <laughs> and my wife is one of them. You got ones out here. So I don't want to like let the good suffer for the bad. But in this particular situation, this was a guy that was going supporting his kid the way that a parent is supposed to. Um, and he lost his life for, for reasons beyond me. Man, we got uh we got hotel comments in here. <laughs> Speak of Sue, uh I see he made some uh news about making some million dollar investments off the field. I see why he was being an NFL mercenary going to the highest paying team. Well, you know, Dominican Sue always had money, right? He was like one of that he was part of that last draft class that really was getting them fifty million dollar deals, you know, before they actually start cutting it off because of guys like Jamarcus Russell and Ryan Leaf. So he was one of those guys. I want to say his first contract was like $50 million or something like that. So he was the last of like that class that was making that type of money. So he was lucky with that. So he he's always uh he's always had that that skrilla. You know what I'm saying? Uh let's see. Uh who should uh be the starting left tackle? Who should be running back number three? Uh running who should be the running back number three? Tony Jones Jr., uh, who should be the starting left tackle? As of right now, James Hurst. Who is the most important saint? Who is the most important saint? Uh, you have to say Jameis Winston, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, the saints are successful because of Jameis. Like, I mean, you, it, it depends on what, what where you want to go with it, right? Um, Cam Jordan is important. Mario Davis is important. Lattimore is important. But I just think that you need a quarterback that's going to be able to make the plays in order to put put the ball into the hands of the playmakers. So I, I think you have to say him. TJ, you uh, got to drop that dread pick. I mean, I think it's a I think I got it on Twitter if I'm not mistaken. I think I put it on Twitter. Uh, hey, uh, tell them about when you had dreads. People thought you was Roddy White. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everybody, for some apparent reason, I used to think I was Roddy White, man. I remember, um, man, I, I used to, when I was staying in Dallas, I used to go in the gym, and I walked in, and a dude, like, walked over there, and he was like, man, I thought you were Roddy White. Yeah, everybody used to think I was Roddy White. And then when I cut my hair off and I moved to, like, South Carolina, and I was working out in the gym, then all of a sudden people were talking about, dude thought I was Thomas Davis. I'm like, but yeah, for the most part, people used to think I, I looked like Roddy White. Like I'm serious. Like people used to think it. it I at least, it, it, man, 
I, I used to at least hear that like once or twice a day. I, I don't see it though. That's something to learn. TJ had dread for a couple of years before starting the state of the Saints. Yeah, I did. I did, man. I don't know if I actually have a picture in my phone. Maybe it's like in my archives and maybe I can just pull it up to show y'all. But yeah, I, I actually did, man. For seven years of my life, I, I had dreads. Um, it was, it was, I didn't, I, I was kind of nervous about uh, growing them at first, you know, because you got that little ugly stage that you kind of go through. But, uh, <laughs> It, it, it's uh you know once you start to like get into that that mold and they start to grow you know they actually you know look like something so let me see if i can actually pull it up i mean we towards the end of the show anyway but yeah i, I had some man for about seven years of my life so this is like one of pictures <laughs> one of pictures right there um i don't know i probably was like Maybe it was like 25 or 26 on this picture right here. So that was a couple of years back. Yeah, but I, I had them for quite some time, man. Uh, TJ, hate when people tell me I look like someone. You know where we come from. That can get you killed quickly. Well, as long as I ain't looking, well, <laughs> as long as I ain't looking like that guy, you know, in this street that, that end up robbing somebody. Like... <laughs> When I first moved to South Carolina, you know, I'll tell this story and then we'll end it. Um, I I moved to South Carolina back in 2017. And I was renting this uh, little house out here, right? You know what I'm saying? A little double wide, a little trailer on top of, you know what I'm saying? Some land. It was a a nice looking place to rent. You know what I'm saying? The land was like great just looking out there every single day, but... I end up going to town and trying to like get my lights on. Right. And, um, so I walk in to the, uh, to the light place and I'll tell this lady, I'm trying to get some electricity in my home. I'm getting an address and this, that, and third. So I give her my ID. Right. And at the time, you know, I had my Mississippi driver's license. And I, I had dreadlocks or whatever. So I'm just sitting there waiting waiting, waiting, waiting. All of a sudden, three police officers just come into the building. First, they walk up to the, like this 16-year-old kid and they ask him for his ID, right? And the dude, the boy was like, man, I'm in high school. I don't really have no ID. He's showing him his school ID. So he walks up to me and he asks me for my ID. But the thing about it was he had a copy of my driver's license in his hand. I said, I, I said, you already know who I am. I said, you got my driver's license. So he was like, we're going to find out who you are. So they end up going outside. Well, it turns out they had a person that robbed the bank, killed two people in a town called Conway. And a lady thought I was the guy because I came in there. I had a, a fresh haircut and she thought that I was the, the guy. I, I, I often think about that, man. First off, I don't think they would have had if I was in my right mind at the time. This is what that's how you tell like I was like in a different spot. If I was in in my right mind, there's no way in the world I wouldn't own that building right now for discrimination. But that was scary. You know what I'm saying? Like that could have ended that could have ended really, really bad. So yes, I agree. Sometimes it's not good to look like a person. 
But to end the show, the New Orleans Saints are uh, still at practice. Uh, for those that are tripping about Michael Thomas, please calm the freak down. Everything's going to be all right. Just relax, relate, release, okay, and allow the season to play out. All right, we still got some playmakers, guys that are out there that can make plays. It's not like how it was a couple of years ago, right? You got some capable wide receivers outside of Michael Thomas that can go over 100 yards, that can catch touchdowns, that can make clutch catches. So everything should be okay. They didn't say his hamstring was torn. They didn't say he was going to miss a bunch of games. We don't know the severity of it. So do not just try to draw conclusions based on just somebody just saying hamstring. Okay, and understand that this team is much better offensively than they were last year, and they got pieces in place in order for them to be formidable, rather they have Thomas or not. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. Ask that you hit that subscribe button if you have not already. Go ahead and hit that like button. Let everybody know that you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast and all the State of the Saints podcast content. We are on a mission. Who that nation to get to 10,000 subscribers, and I need your help, okay? I need your help, all right? If you love the show, if you love the content, you love what we do here, hit that subscription button, hit that like button. Let everybody know that you enjoy the show. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Uh, You can also check out Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast. Have a good morning, noon, night, whenever you're checking out this podcast. And like always... All I got to say is, who that?